Welcome, Sheepdog Nation, to another podcast made specifically for you. Today, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about what every police officer wants their spouse to know. So this is a good time for you to pause this, go get the spouse, and have them listen to this with you. I'm going to be going over my 10 points um, of what every officer wants uh, their spouse to know. This is coming specifically from my experience as being a police officer and being with a police officer as well, being on the other side of the badge. So this is a compilation that's going to be very unique. This is not something that you're going to find just because every, you know, um, I know a lot of police wives put together compilations of information like this. However, a lot of them have never been a police officer. So you're actually going to get uh, the best of both worlds. So just really quickly, if you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm known as the lady sheepdog there. You're going to want to come and hang out. If you're not hang out with me on Twitter, Twitter's um, a new thing for me. You can follow me at autumn Clifford, or if you are big into the video scene and consuming like a lot of, you know, informational content, then come on there. I've got like over a hundred videos on YouTube. Um, you can find me at sheepdog nation on there. Okay. Let's dive right in. So the first thing that I, every officer wants their spouse to know is that we want you to know that we are okay at work. We do not need you to worry about us all the time. And, you know, especially being in social media now, like, and, and in a lot of these groups, you know, a lot of spouses, um, really do worry a lot, obviously, especially with, you know, the current events and how it's been in our, you know, um, political government and how it's been all over our country. It's been really bad. And, you know, it's been really crazy as far as our officers getting injured or killed in the line of duty. And I'm not saying that you are not going to worry and I'm not going, I'm not saying that we don't want you to worry. But the thing is, is you don't need to add worry to how we already feel, especially like when we're going out the door, right? Like we don't, we don't need that. I never needed that when I was on the road. Um, my fiance and I, we had a very, you know, um, it was like this unspoken rule. We just, we had rules and rules are, and they still are this today. We always give each other a hug and a kiss before anyone walks out that, you know, door and it's never goodbye. It's always, I'll see you. I'll see you in a little bit. Okay. Always, no matter what. And, um, you know, if I'm worrying about him or if he's worrying about me, we don't let the other one know. We just don't. Um, it's, it's this trust, it's this respect, it's a mutual respect, but we don't need to add to each other's high anxiety of, you know, we never know what's going to happen on the road. So, I mean, and as a police officer, you know, I remember going into my shifts and just every day, you just never fucking knew, you know, you just never knew. And so I did, you don't, don't, you don't need to add into your spouse's anxiety. So what I'm saying is if you're feeling like this, if you're worried, then, you know, there's different platforms, there's different groups for you to go in, but it also kind of leads into my second point here is the second thing is, you know, your officer wants you to trust in their education, training, and experience, okay? In Maine, we call that our T, training, education, and experience. And um, and it's really important. And maybe what would be a good thing, and, you know, as an officer, you want to hear me out on this, is, you know, maybe you want to go over and talk to your spouse about, you know, the protocols and talk to them about your training, education, experience. Talk to talk to them about how you are tactically sound and how you have been to these, you know, tactical trainings and how, you know, maybe you and your partner or whoever, um, your shift, maybe you guys, you know, train and, and talk about, you know, um, 
how to approach things as tactically sound as possible. I mean, this is really important stuff, you guys. And um, as an officer, we don't talk about that. I get it. I never did. We did a ton of training when I was on shift, especially on midnights. We we went over felony stops. We did all sorts of things. And um, yeah, I never, I would never tell anybody about that stuff. But if you are with somebody who is not a cop or not a first responder, like they don't know that. They have no idea that you're training while you're on shift. They have no idea what, you know, what your training even is. And so, you know, as much as we want them to trust in our, you know, our T training education experience, I mean, it's kind of on us to let them know <laughs> what exactly that is, right? So make sure that you are doing that. Make sure you are informing them. The next thing, the third thing is um, as an officer, we want you to know that, you know, we love the job, right? In in the job is all fucking consuming. It just is. There's no way around it. I'm telling you, I have been a cop and I am with a cop and it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't even matter, you know, what capacity you are in. If It is just completely all consuming. A lot of it has to do with, you know, you, we experience these things that people don't they don't experience. It's not normal. It's not normal to be 20 years old and to be dealing with dead bodies all the time. Okay. It's just not, it's not normal to run into houses and break up fights with, you know, men and women literally like strangling each other and, you know, hurting each other physically. I mean, it's just not normal to roll up on these crashes and see bodies dis, you know, dismangled or whatever you call it. Like, it's just not normal. And, um, you know, so it, it, it becomes all consuming because even after our shifts, we come home and like, we think about this and we think about that. And, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but what, what your officer wants you to know and what we as police officers need our spouses to know is that even though the job is all consuming and it seems like I love the job more than I love you, I absolutely don't. And that I love you and that, you know, maybe it might be a conversation for us to have as to how we can, you know, um, you know, bring in some balance to our relationship. This is key. This is key for cops and spouses. Do not skip this. Okay. Because I can tell you from being on the other side of the badge and not being a cop, this is, this is hard. This is hard because it definitely feels like you are just fucking backseat all the time. The calls come in, the texts come in, you know, gone all the fucking time. The call outs are just crazy, you know, especially as a canine, you know, like spouse, <clears throat> And you really, really start to feel like, what the hell? I don't even matter. And, you know, if I didn't have the, if I didn't have the experience of being a cop for so long and just, and really understanding both sides, I'm going to tell you, like, I don't know if I do this well with it. I, I'll be honest. I am, I have a, I do have a hard time with it. Like straight up. I'll be, I'll be real with you guys. I have a very hard time with it. I have a very hard time with it because I am a person who likes all the attention. <laughs> I grew up as an only child. And so, you know, um, when Adam comes home and he is now he's on his phone and now he's getting text messages and, Oh yeah, we're laying in bed. We're just going to bed. And guess what? He's got to get the fuck up and he's gone all night long. Like it sucks. It's very hard to be that spouse. And I think as officers, like we don't take that into consideration enough. Like I, I know when I was a cop, I never fucking took that shit into consideration. I was just like, listen, this is my job. I love my job. And if you have a problem with that, get the fuck out. And, and I'm not saying like, that's the, that's not really a good <laughs> mindset at all. But I'm telling you that if you are an officer, like you want to pay attention to that, like don't let that 
mindset ruin your relationship with your spouse because it easily can do that. Okay. The next thing this, um, so that was point three. What my next thing kind of it like leads right into this is as your officer wants you to know that you are our rock, like our spouses need to be and are our rocks. You are our safe place. Okay. You are who we call when things are really bad. Sometimes I remember having really bad calls and Adam does this with me. When we have a really bad call, sometimes he'll just call me and just breathe with me, literally, like just at a really bad call and then silence. And that's it. And when he's ready, we'll talk about it. And when I was ready, then we would talk about it. But but you need to understand like you've got to be that person for your officer. And I think maybe now more than ever, you know, and I'll go, I'll create a whole new episode. This is a completely different rant. Don't even get me fucking going on this because, you know, it really seems like, you know, the job today is more like an incubator. Like I just really feel like, you know, there's so much pressure coming from the white shirts and coming from the admins. And then we have pressure coming from our, you know, the the public. And then we have pressure coming, you know, amongst, you know, the guys that we work with and, and, you know, our supervisors. And then when we come home, there's pressure and there's just pressure everywhere. And so I think that, you know, having that person and having, having somebody to, you know, just always know that you're there, um, is really important. And so as a spouse, like, we just want you to know that you are, you are our rocks, like you are our worlds. And, you know, maybe that's on us for not exactly saying that enough, right? Like, and if you're an officer and you're listening to this, like, why don't you just like take a step back for a second and be like, all right, do I tell him or her enough that they're my rock? Like they're my everything? Because I can tell you that, you know, being a police officer, being in the military, being a first responder in general, yeah, and a dispatcher as well is we are literally fucking trained to take all emotion out of our job, all of it gone. And I'm going to tell you this right now, you guys, like I'm, I'm a highly emotional person. I am Italian as they fucking come and I'm emotional and I'm extremely sensitive as far as, um, like, like spiritually and shit like that. Right. Like, so I can, I don't know, I trust my gut and all that stuff. So I'm a little funny. I'm a little different, but anyways. And so that that was really hard for me to, you know, that, I don't know, it was really fucking hard for me to, um, like, accept, right? So, <clears throat> I don't even know where I was going with how, like, sensitive and emotional I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now I know, now I know, is that what I was trying to say was that, you know, we, we become very unemotional, okay? And, and uh, even me is what I was trying to say. Like I'm, I'm fucking crazy, and I had to become, <laughs> I had to become unemotional on the job. And so, guess what? That leads into very unemotional at home. And guess what? That leads into fucking problems. Okay. So um, that is something that Adam and I face. You know, we face that daily. I mean, it's, it's, it's real. And uh, so, the best thing for an officer to do is let their spouse, let your spouse know that you are, you are my rock. And, um, and as a spouse, you know, know it, you need to know it. Okay. It's really important. You need to be that rock. You need to be solid. You need to be there. And, and, um, that's part of it. I mean, that's really part of being in a partnership with a police officer or first responder, sheepdog. The next point I want to make is unless it's an emergency, please do not 
call me and text me a million fucking times while I'm at work. I can tell you that this was, this was something that Adam and I, like we, I don't even, we never even had to talk about it, but I remember being, I was on the, I was working, I was in overnight with uh, one, one of my partner and his phone just kept blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. And so I remember him sitting next to me car to car and he answered his phone with it to his girlfriend. And he was just like, listen, is everything okay? And and he never got mad about anything. He really didn't. It took so much to get him mad, which is why it, we were a perfect partnership because I'd fly off the handle and he <laughs> and he was just so even keeled. And but he he answered the phone and he just said, he said, "Is everything okay?" And she said, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "Well, then do not call me or text me this many times while I'm at work. I am focused, and every time you call me, I become unfocused. I become, my head is out of the game and I worry that something is wrong with you. And she was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And so, you know, being with a police officer, it's very different, right? Like you can normally text your person, your spouse, your significant other, call them, you know, especially you can text them multiple times a day. Well, you don't do that as a police officer. And, you know, I've even heard of like, you know, uh, different spouses like wanting their officers to check in with them like once every hour and shit. Like that's the craziest shit I've ever heard of in my life. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why from a, a police officer's perspective is because it really does take our heads right out of the game. I don't have fucking time to call you every goddamn hour because when I'm doing that, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about how I want to be home, making sure you're okay, thinking about any problems going on in our life. And while I'm doing that, I'm not focused on protecting my ass or my partner's ass. And I don't have my head in the game. And that that is a problem, okay? And, you know, maybe being a spouse, you're sitting here like that pissed you off a little bit. But then maybe you'll take a step back and you'll be like, yeah, I never even thought of that. So, as I know as a spouse, you just want to make sure your officer comes home at the end of every night. I get it. But trust me when I tell you that you calling and texting is not going to make, it's not going to ensure that that happens. Like it just, it is not. So, you know, um, don't call and text a thousand times. You guys talk to your, you know, talk to your significant other, come up with whatever you want to come up with for, um, what works and uh, go with that. But don't be doing this whole, I got to call you or text you a thousand times shit because that's, it's just stupid. Um, and it's going to take you right out of the game. It's going to take your officer's head right out of the game. Okay. So the next thing that I want, uh, to talk about is that when, when your officer, your officer wants you to know, like when we go out in public, we're always going to be very aware of everything that's going on. And no matter what, we're always going to be a little on edge. I don't care what you say. I don't, you know, is nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with who we are and who we're trained to be. And I can tell you, even, you know, being out of the job for a couple of years, I'm still this way. And I don't even realize it. My friends will be like, Autumn, what are you doing? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? What am I doing? I'm like, I'm just, I'm with you. And they're like, no, 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 no. You are constantly like scanning. Is everything okay? And the truth is everything is fine, but I need to be, I need to know what's going on. I need to see these people. I need to know what's going on. Like we all know it's very common knowledge now that every cop will go in and never put their back towards a wall unless they're with another cop who's got their back. Like it's, it's this common knowledge, but you know, what probably isn't as common knowledge is like, we are definitely on edge. Anytime we're out in public, we're just a little bit on edge, but that edge gives us the edge. It gives us an edge to be always prepared, always ready. Okay. So 
You're just going to have to understand that being a spouse. And, and some people, some spouses can't handle that. They don't like that. But I'm here to tell you, it's just how it is. It's just, you just have to deal with it. This, the next thing I want to talk to you about 0.8 out of 10 <laughs> is I will always carry my gun. I will always, I'll always carry my gun no matter where I am. And if that's a problem for you, then I don't know. Your relationship's going to be really hard, right? But what you need to understand, okay, from a police officer's point of view, the gun literally is becomes a part of us and you want that for your officer. I'm going to tell you why. You do not want your officer hesitating at all, right? We do not want them hesitating at all. If they ever need to use that gun, we want them to be very comfortable with their gun. We want them to feel good with the gun, be comfortable, ready to go. And if it's with them all the time, it becomes like a part of them. It becomes a part of like just second nature. And that's what you want is, and you know, and and everybody has their own, you know, views on guns. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very pro gun. Do not come to me with any bullshit about how your officer should not be carrying off duty. I think that's a crock of fucking bullshit. I am very vocal about that. And give you scenario after scenario as to why officers, you know, should carry and how they've saved lives when they do carry. I can tell you that I've, I know somebody even in fucking Maine, okay? Because a lot of people think, oh, I live in a small town. I live in a small city. None of that happens. Okay. But even in Maine, one of the guys that I know got fucking jumped when he was going to the grocery store. Okay. And if that guy wouldn't have been carrying, it would have been a bad fucking deal for him. Okay. And like, so we're not, that's literally just the next town over for me. And like, I don't live in a bad area. Right. But you never fucking know who's watching. Cops are easily identifiable. Like it doesn't matter. The only ones that are harder to identify are the guys who are undercover. Right. Obviously. But if your guy's on the road, if your spouse male or female is on the road, let them fucking carry. Even if they're not on the road, this shouldn't even be a fight. It really should not even be a fight. Um, and, but you need to know this. This is huge. This is huge. And I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, spouses who just can't understand that, but hear it from me. If you can't hear it from, you know, your spouse, hear it from me. It becomes a part of them. It needs to be on their hip. It needs to be the muscle memory because muscle memory is the only fucking thing that's going to save their asses when someone's trying to kill them. So you don't try to come in between them and they're gone. Just don't. Okay. Um, the next thing we're going to go on to is I don't, as an officer, I don't think everything check that. I don't think everyone is bad. And I know that there's good people in the world. Okay. So don't think that I'm jaded, although I am because I deal with, you know, the worst five to three, three to 5% of the uh, population. However, you've got to understand that this is a warrior's mindset and I'm not going to trust everyone. I just will not. I'm going to, I have a very small circle as a police officer, a very, very small circle of people who I trust. Okay. And I'm going to trust guys and girls with a badge probably before I trust anyone. That's just the truth. It's just the way that it is. I fully believe in the brotherhood and the sisterhood of, uh, the thin blue line. I do. And, um, and you're, you just have to understand that. And you're going to have to understand that, you know, um, I, I really do know that there are good people in the world. I fully understand that. And I believe that. But what I also know is that 
there are very, very bad people and they're very manipulative and they are out to hurt good people. And that's what you have to understand is that's what I see all day, every day. And I'm not willing to let my family go through that. It's just the way that it is. You're my family. That's how I feel. You're just going to have to understand that. And the reason why I bring this point up is because I think that this this really does, I've seen this become a huge um, fight and a huge problem with a lot of my friends. Um, but it, it isn't so much with Adam and I because we get it. I'm on the same, I don't fucking like anyone. It's just the way that it is, right? And he doesn't either. So it's fucking great. <laughs> we get it. Our, our circle is small. We keep it that way. And uh, we're fine with it. And um, a lot of you were like, oh, well, that's a pessimistic fucking, you know, mindset. And I'm like, no, no, I let people in, but I don't trust them. You know, we don't trust them. I don't trust people. You've got to prove it. And 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 you as the spouse are just going to have to accept that. And that is for your safety. I promise. It's also for your spouse's safety when they're on the road. Listen, we cannot as police officers, we cannot fucking just trust every person that we see. Just can't do it. Okay. Especially on the road, we will get killed. We do not trust anybody. We always want to see their hands, right? It's just the way that it is. And so it's just going to carry over. Okay. And, um, it can be something that you guys have conversations about, you know, talk to them about why they, you know, your spouse could trust this person and why you trust this person, but don't make them wrong for not just don't because it's going to cause a fucking fight and we do not need you and your spouse to fight (laughs) at all. The next thing that I want to touch on is as a police officer, this is something that you need to know. Is that I'm going to snap for absolutely no fucking reason at all. I'm going to be angry a lot. I'm going to seem like I'm irritated. And I'll, so many times, you as the spouse, you're going to get the short end of the stick. And it sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, and a lot of it, I'm not, I, I don't even know. But this part, this goes kind of back to what we talked about, about the spouse being our rock. This job, as I, and I talked, I mentioned this above, right? The incubator, this job is just so incredibly hard from every angle, emotionally, um, mentally, physically. And there was just so little support, especially day to day. You know, it's, um, you know, it's a very ego-based job. And there's just no support. And so when you come home as a police officer, you just, you just let it out and home is where you're safe. And you know, you're as a spouse, it sucks. And I'm not saying that you deserve to get abused. That's not it. Don't fucking mix that up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're going to get the short end of the stick. Your officer wants you to know that. And and not that it's okay. And it can definitely be discussed. This is discussion, you know, worthy shit, right? But just understand that it's not you. Do not take it personal and, you know, find ways to be able to talk to your officer to, you know, get through to them and let them know like, hey, listen, like you're being an asshole and like this needs to stop. But I I promise you going like toe to toe with them, that's not going to work. And I know that from experience. Um, especially as an officer, like we hear like those words, like I'm telling you, you know, um, being called a bitch that that was my middle friggin' name. That was my middle name as a police officer. And, and, uh, so being called that at home, like all, that turned, that puts me right into police mode. Right. And uh, you don't want to talk to your spouse as a police officer. You want to talk to your spouse as who they are, the person who they are. So, you know, just, I'm just, 
I just think that your police officer wants you to know this, wants you to know it's not your fault, has nothing to do with you. You know, approach us uh, when you can, um, when you're calm. Maybe allow time for when they come home. Allow them to go right into their office. Allow them to go right down, you know, go to the gym, whatever they need to do to just cool off. And, you know, always have communication lines open. That's really important. Okay. Um, and, and you do not, I, here's something I really, I just need to, you know, reiterate on both sides of the badge is like, as a spouse, you do not deserve to be treated like shit. And I want you to know that. And I don't want you to think that this is, this at all is me being like, oh, well, you're a spouse and you deserve to be treated like shit. Nope. Fuck that. I'm a spouse too. And we do not. We will not, and we will not stand for it. However, being a cop, I can tell you that there are things that you just could never understand, and you're just going to have to understand that they're going to be pissed off, and there's going to be times where he's going to snap at you. There's going to be times where you just don't understand why he's fucking angry and he hates the world. So you're just going to have to understand that. So what I'm telling you is don't take it personally and come up with new coping mechanisms. Come up, come up with a new way. Some, I know some cops and like their spouses, they have like code words. (laughs) Like they say something like, um, you know, um, one of my friends, they have this code word and it's like not here, not now. And that means like, it's bad. Like they're both like, whoever says it is like, they're getting pushed to the edge. And that means the other one just has to stop no matter what. And, you know, and so, and and you go and you just take a breath and and have some space. And honestly, like after your officer goes and just literally like can decompress for a little bit, I guarantee they're going to be come back and they're going to be normal. But this is something that as a spouse, we don't want, right? Because they've been gone 10, you know, 12, 18 hours. And we're like, can't wait to see you. Or, you know, we know that our time with them is very like short. So we want to see them. And then this is what happens is they become irritable and angry and, and just friggin' short and cold. And, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, we don't deserve that, right? And uh, you don't deserve it, but I'm telling you why. So come up with a new, you know, coping mechanism, come up with a new routine. And um, I promise you, it's going to save you. It's going to save your relationship because I know this is a huge problem. And, uh, you know, the one of the leading fucking causes of divorce, right, is because of this. Because when you two aren't meshing, guess what happens? Well, I don't have to tell you. I'm going to let you figure out what fucking happens when you and your spouse just don't mesh well all the time and it goes on for a long time. Okay. The next thing I want to talk to you about, this is the last thing. This is point number 10. This is a very important point. This is something that I don't know if spouses, you know, even think about, but you know how you have friends and you've always had these friends and, um, some of them are from college and some of them are, you know, you've known your whole life or some of them you work with, as a cop, here's the thing. Here's what you need to you need to know this. I'm not cops, your spouse. I'm not going to hang out with anybody who's a criminal. I'm just not going to do it. If they're druggies, nope. People who drink and drive, not even fucking close. Or anybody who decides that they're going to bash the police or our government. I'm not going to hang out with those kinds of people. I just won't do it. And and you know, you can have your own political views. Like I'm as a, as a police officer, like I'm not looking to control that by any means. I don't want you to think that at all. But what I need you to know is like, I'm not going to be around for that. I can tell you like point blank, you guys, like I have literally walked out of fucking family functions. Adam's done the same thing. We've walked out of our parents' homes before because like we've had family over and like they were all just fucking having their opinion and sharing it with us. And, and 
we hear it all the time. An officer hears that shit all the time. Like every fucking day I'm hearing, I pay your salary and, you know, the president this and, you know, the police are out, you know, they're bad and this and that and every other fucking thing. I'm not, I don't want to deal with that when I'm, you know, when I'm 10, seven, when I'm off duty, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't want to deal with that. And so our friends are supposed to be a good time for us and a time of leisure and a time of us just you know, hanging out together and, and enjoying one another. And I'm not going to be around those kinds of people. And so you really, as a spouse, like you really need to take a step back and see who it is that you're hanging out with. Because if, if, you know, and, and this probably doesn't go is like, especially if you're married and you've been with your officer a while, like this isn't, this probably really won't pertain to you because you've got this figured out. But if you're a new, if you're new to the, to the police spouse life, like, this is fucking huge. And, um, and don't get it twisted because I'll tell you right now as an officer, if I have to choose, it's not going to be, a, it won't be a hard choice. <laughs> it won't be. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I'm not going to be around those kinds of people. And um, so you just want to take an inventory of that. Um, I've, I know a lot of police officers. I've had to make those decisions and they made them and it was pretty cut and dry for them. And, um, and you know, some haven't, some haven't. And then guess what happens? their career is now on the line and it's being jeopardized. All right. So, you know, these are all, I'm just going to wrap this up. This has been a, um, you know, about 30 minutes of coming at you strong and, uh, bringing the heat on what your police officer wants you to know if you're a spouse and what police officers want, you know, people to know, you know, um, the job is different. Job is not, uh, it's not what everyone thinks it is. You have no idea what the fuck the job is unless you do the job, especially in this day and age. I'm just going to be straight with you. You know, I've even Adam and I, we talk about how much the job has changed since we got in. And that, that was like seven or eight years ago. I mean, (laughs) the the job is changing and you just don't get it unless you're in it. And And that's really the point of, you know, creating sheepdog nation for you is I want you to get it. I want you to know. And I want these officers as a sheepdog, like I want you to know, like, well, I get it. We get it. And I'm here for you. And you have a whole community here for you and that you are not alone. And how you feel is very common. It is not rare. And um, that is key because we do not need any more um, blue line suicides. We have an epidemic going on. It's one that no one's talking about. Um, we lose over a hundred of police officers to suicide every single year. Nobody talks about that. And it's something that's really, it's really hard. It's really, really fucking hard from, I hate it. I hate it. And, um, it's really hard to deal with. So that is the point of Sheepdog Nation. So again, I just want to thank you. Thank you. If you've stayed to the end, you are a fucking rock star. Um, I hope that this was useful for you. Um, be paying attention. I'll be releasing a blog. If you're not on my email list, you what you need to do is you need to go onto my Instagram. You need to DM me and you need to say, I want on that email list like fucking yesterday, because what's going to happen is we're going to start sending out, um, weeklies of what you've missed, all of the content that's got brought out, whether it's my podcast, my YouTube, my blog posts, everything that you've missed, we're going to start to sending that out on Fridays. So you want to make sure that you get all of that because this shit right here, it'll change your life. Okay. I'll see you next time.